Beverly, how'd you know? Because I hired a detective. Yeah, I thought you were having an affair. It's ridiculous, I know, okay? Well, you could have told me about it, though, couldn't you? You, you just completely left me out. Why didn't you tell me, John? You've got to answer that. I was ashamed. Ashamed of what? Of dancing? Well, no, no. And then of what? I wanted to be happier. When we have so much. And that's from the movie, Shall We Dance? I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And are you in a relationship that feels good? I mean, it, there's nothing's wrong with it and you're happy and you maybe you're married with kids or maybe you're just in a relationship. But secretly, it's boring. It just isn't going anyplace. So maybe it's even a relationship with a friend. And you want to spice it up, but you don't want to offend the other person by saying, hey, you're a really good person and I like you and we get along great, but I'm bored. I want more happiness. I want more. I want to pursue other values in my life. In this case, it was dance. And that's perfectly legitimate. And instead of apologizing or try to hide it, one of the things I love about this moment in the movie Shall We Dance is that the husband levels with his wife. She thought he was having an affair, so she had him traced, uh, followed, and it, it turned out that he was taking dance lessons privately and even competing. And he just wanted something more in his life. And I recommend that you set your goals. And if you have some dream that, that's doable for you and you want to pursue it, and it's rational, it's not gambling, then go for it and be open with your partner. And maybe, maybe your partner feels the same way, that things have just settled. That settled feeling is deadening and you don't want it in a relationship. We have a lot on the agenda today. Uh, I heard from one listener who asked me, who I'll just read the beginning of his email. He says, my wife and I are divorcing and I do not want it to happen. I know I can't stop it. I know she doesn't love me and probably never has, but I love her more than she will ever know. Now, how do you cope with that degree of pain and loss and basically outright rejection? I'll help him coming up. And another father writes, very, very sad situation. He says, my son Joey is claiming that he's afraid of me. He's got a little son. And when I ask him why, he becomes silent. Now, this is a divorce situation. Uh, Mom, who was his ex-girlfriend, they were not married. Mom is trying to set the kids against him, and he is just heartbroken. He's already been brought to court for the older kids, so I'll, I'll try to help him out coming up. And also I have Dr. Judy Beck. Dr. Judy Beck is a cognitive therapist. She's the daughter of Aaron Beck, who's the father of cognitive therapy. Cognitive therapy means thinking therapy. And if you know anybody who is seriously depressed, or maybe it's even you, you feel like you've got nothing to look forward to, you don't have any friends, or you don't like your job, or you don't even have a job, or you don't have any sense, any hobbies that you love in your life and you don't have romance in your life. If you just feel like your life is going nowhere or going down the wrong path and you feel real depressed about it, did you ever think about seeing a therapist and possibly 
you would benefit from cognitive therapy. And Dr. Judy Beck is the director of the Beck Institute for Cognitive Therapy and Research. And she's also the president of the Center for Cognitive Therapy. And we'll demonstrate together what it would be like if you walked into an office of a cognitive therapy looking for some help to overcome depression or many other problems to anxiety or eating disorders. But we'll talk about depression today. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And you can pick up the phone and give me a call right now. I'm a clinical psychologist. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And my website is drkenner.com. And I can answer any questions you're having at work or with friends or families or your kids or in-laws or aging parents or an illness that you're trying to cope with. Uh, really, there's a wide range of questions that I can answer. There are some I can't. If you ask me one that's not in my realm of knowledge, I will let you know that. And again, if the number, if you want to jot it down now, is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. And right now, we're going to turn to our after-hours line. I had sex with a guy, and uh, we had some problems and he said some things that really hurt me but I still want to have sex with him what should I do okay what do you do when you are dating someone you're young this woman sounds quite young and she said she had sex maybe for her first time maybe not but it sounds like she's a teenager and he hurt her and what does she do at that point well the main thing to do is how did he hurt you did he tell you something that's true about yourself? Did he say, you know, you seem really shy and maybe you'd benefit from learning some assertiveness skills? If he told you a truth that you know about yourself and you wished he had, oh, just, you know, given you one of those little white lies and told you you were, you were wonderful and assertive when you weren't, you were very meek and unassertive, although I doubt that because you had the courage to call me up, um, but uh, if, if he told you something that's true, then he really gave you a gift, and you want to look closer at that. Uh, and not necessarily dump him, but address the main issue. For example, I was really, I was relatively shy when I was married. And if my husband said, hey, you're a little bit shy, and you could use some you know, help speaking up, and that would be a gift because it was the truth. And it hurt because it was the truth that I was trying to run away from. Now, on the other hand, it could be that he was he's crude, that he's a person of bad character, or that he's just very rough around the edges, or a mean person, manipulative, you know, any of the above, or a combination of them. And if that's the case, you may really want the sex and you may really want your fantasy of what you thought this guy brought to the table or brought to the bed, uh, brought to the relationship more broadly, but you've got to hold context. You've got to be able to keep perspective and to see the full picture. And when you think of making love to him, match that in your mind with the mean things he said to you, the crude things or the mean things. And my guess is your desire to have love with him will fade if you don't try to compartmentalize to put it in a little compartment and keep it as a fantasy. So that that's what I would suggest. You you always want to uh, you don't want to disconnect sex from the character of the person you're making love 
to and that person should be lovable they should be honest they should have integrity they should value you for what you love in yourself and I know you're it sounds like you're relatively new at this so um, I'm hoping that that helps you out you know don't don't beat up on yourself just hold the perspective and be aware that there are other men out there who, if this guy is a bad egg, a bad has a bad character, then keep your eyes open. You want to keep the romance in your life. Don't assume that this is all you'll ever get in life. There are many, many more lovable people out there. And I wish you a lot of success with that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. And when we come back, we have several things coming up on the agenda today. The interview with Dr. Judy Beck, uh, who's a cognitive therapist, will be talking about depression and a dad who's child is afraid of him. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, toll free, 1-877-DRKENNER. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. To have self-esteem, start with the premise that you are, in principle, worthy of your own happiness. Reject as outrageous any doctrine that says you are born evil. In reality, you are born neutral. You create your own moral character. Further, if you have accepted the altruistic idea that you exist merely to please and serve others, you are doomed from the start because you have decided that others are worthy of achieving their own values, but you are not. Selfless people cannot have self-esteem because they have no self to esteem. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.